It's the Win Daily DFS podcast with your host, 12 time DFS Live Championship qualifier, four time defending Fantasy Pros home run champion, Jeremy Muntradamus Munter. It's the Win Daily DFS podcast. I'm your host, Muntradamus. Today we are joined by the king himself, Scott Angle. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to a big slate uh, today. Uh, some chalk pitching uh, picks for us to examine, but also uh, some guys that can save us some money in some spots as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're glad to have the King on a very busy Tuesday. We are only covering the main slate. So with that, let's just start into whipping around the infield. And the very first game of whipping around the infield, we are in Washington. We got Jeremy Hellickson, who's been very vulnerable against Noah Syndergaard, who's been, well, we can say lights out. Let me ask you, King, right off the bat. Hellickson has been vulnerable. Are you targeting any of these um, Mets bats? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think you're, you know you're looking at a Mets stack uh, tonight on the road. Entering last night's game, Peter Alonso two ninety one with six home runs, sixteen RBIs, fourteen runs scored, and eight walks. Uh, away from home, Robinson Cano on the road three ten three home runs. Uh, 10 RBIs, 13 runs scored. And J- if J.D. Davis gets into the lineup, he's hitting 295 on the road with seven walks, eight runs scored. First, well, actually not on the road. J.D. Davis is hitting 295 with seven seven walks and eight runs scored versus right-handed pitching. So uh, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go with the Mets uh, stacking against Hellickson. Jeremy, on the other side, uh, immediate reaction. Do you worry about Syndergaard against the Nationals? You know, the Nationals bats have been very cold. I know that um, we got Juan Soto back, but at the same time, Syndergaard has so much talent that he can prevail. Nationals bats don't scare me. You bring up Robinson Cano that last last slate. I like that call a lot. He he can hit bad pitching like a superstar. That's what got him the money that he's got right now. What about any of these Nationals bats? Syndergaard, he's been good. Parra hit a grand slam. Are you going to roster him for the bare minimum? No, I'm going to go with Syndergaard tonight. You know, when you talk about the Nationals bats, the Washington Nationals are actually third in, in all of baseball in strikeouts. So it's going to be a good spot for Syndergaard. Uh, he's kind of up and down. And also on that stack, another guy who hits away from home very well for the Mets is Jeff McNeil, 380 with eight, eight RBIs and 10 runs scored. But he doesn't give you a lot of pop, uh, so, uh, Jeremy. So is he not chalky for you? Yeah, no, I'm not touching McNeil. The guy can get on base, but two singles and a run is not going to win you that big money. Let's keep uh, the I think he's more. I think he's more than just a singles hitter. I think he pops the occasional home run. He could end up with about eight or ten this year. Tonight could be the run, and you got to get again eight RBIs, ten runs scored away from home. Uh, he's going to get some points in other categories. All right. Well, the king is on McNeil. And with that, let's go to Philadelphia. We got Eikhoff on the mound, who's been pitching lights out against Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers. Woodruff's been nice. Are we seeing another nice start in this matchup? 
Woodruff's got a 4.25 ERA, but it's not it's not a, a mirage, as he has a 3.79 xFIP. But uh, these Phillies bats, Jeremy, it's uh, isn't that a tough matchup for everybody? Anybody? None of these hitters get me excited on either side of the program here. I call some pitching too well. I know you know someone like Christian Yellick, He can. He can put up the numbers against any. At the end of the day, I'm going to look somewhere else. There's something about this matchup that says like a three to four final score here. We're not going to get a 10-8 type of game. Are you with me on that low score? Not enough offense, not enough defense. I see where you go with this. Jared Eikhoff's been, this is how he originally was supposed to pitch. Uh, but here's one thing about Eikhoff. You know, he's averaging a little over nine strikeouts a game since he came back up. Milwaukee leads the National League in strikeouts. And Eikhoff, maybe that makes you want, want to spend the $8,600 on DraftKings if you roll out multiple lineups, Jeremy, knowing that's that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on the opposite side of that and say that the Brewers have too many big hitters. Eric Thames can always go off. The Moose himself at second base. Travis Shaw, I know he has. Let's ask, actually ask you a season-long question because I know Travis Shaw is on almost the drop radar in some leagues. Would you give up on Travis Shaw at this point? Depends on what size league you're in. In a 10-team league, I think he's already gone. In a 12-team league, he's on your bench. In a 14-team league, you can't afford it. It's uh, And then it also depends on what style you play, too. In head-to-head, he's absolutely killing you. I'm going to disagree with you on that as well because Shaw, not only does he qualify at 30, he qualifies at second. He's shown the ability to hit 30 home runs. If he's doing that, he's on a Mike Moustakis cloud of his own right there, both on the same team. Well, what, what, do you, what are you disagreeing with? I don't understand exactly. Um, I'm saying you should keep Shaw and that he should be on all rosters for 10 team, 12 yeah, I, teams. I, I, how are you, you going to keep him in a 10-team league, though, with limited with limited bench spots where the guy's absolutely killing you? Because he can turn it around and still long season, still end up with 28, 27 home runs. And at the end of the day, when he's hot, he gives you a huge advantage in that power department, especially middle infield. All right, fair enough. Right now, he stinks everywhere. Next up on Whipping Around the Infield, we are in Boston. We got an interleague matchup here. The dominant historic lefty Chris Sale against another lefty, Kyle Freeland. Freeland's not in Coors Field. Is he going to keep the ball in the ballpark? Probably not, and uh, I'm okay with at least a mini stack of uh, of Red Sox here. I'll start with Raphael Devers, who's hitting 429 with 14 RBIs and 12 runs scored at home, and Xander Bogarts hitting 326 with 15 RBIs and 19 runs scored. Uh, on the other side, uh, Colorado, 17th in, in away hitting. This year, you know, sometimes they play like they're even lower. Is uh, Chris Sale chalk for you tonight, uh, Jeremy? I'm say he's a must start at all. He comes with a heavy price tag. The Rockies have some big right-handed bats in the middle of that lineup. You can start with Story, Arenado, Reynolds, Desmond, who's hitting the ball. I'm interested that you said Devers because you got that lefty-lefty split. And you did not mention J.D. Martinez, who's coming off of a two-home run game on Sundays. J.D. Martinez must start in this matchup against Freeland. 
Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not worried about the lefty on left. I'm going to go with lefty on lefty crime tonight. Uh, Freeland on the road at Boston. Boston bats have started to pick it up. Some games I'm just not worried about lefty righty splits, and I think this is one of them. Okay. Yeah, you think that bullpen's going to come in, and then if if it does, and you got that righty lefty, all of a sudden you're on an island of your own. Yeah, it's a it's a great point, Jeremy. You can't just. You can't just play it for starting pitchers, right? Especially if the starting pitcher is not going to last. No doubt about that. Let's go to a little American League battle here. We got the Detroit Tigers and the Houston Astros. Wade Miley's on the mound. Is he going to throw a quality start against the Tigers who are not that scary? I love it. You know, the Tigers have been bottom of the barrel, bottom of the zoo all year in, uh, in hitting. Wade Miley, only $6,800. Now, he's got a 318 ERA so far, uh, but a, four, a 442 uh, XFIP, but, which means you know there's regression coming when you look at the XFIP. But I don't think it happens tonight. I think the ERA goes down even more. On the flip side, there are a lot of Wade Miley non-believers. Are you running any Tigers out there tonight, Jeremy? I'm actually pumped about the Tigers potential to be one of those stacks that is not owned in like less than 2% of leagues. You got Castle, Miguel Cabrera. I want to throw the Candleman on there as well, Candelario, but I'm not going to go that far. But I do like Miguel Cabrera and Castle in this matchup. I like those two. Let's look at the other side. Ryan Why do you like Castle? He hit a home run this weekend. He's feeling good. Baseball is a game of a short. You got to look at the short span instead of the long picture, because if a player is feeling hot, then they can carry that easily over to the next game. Every day is a brand new day. Oh, that's a song, isn't it? It should be. It could be a new yeah. segment on the show. All right, let's uh, let's look at the other side. Ryan Carpenter on the mound, obviously not scary at all. He comes at the smallest price pitcher on the slate. Does that make the Houston Astro bats must stack? I I think so. It's I think it's it's going to be so so chalk tonight. Uh, <laughs> just get get your Astros in there. It's you know who you're not going to use tonight. That's the question for me. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously chalk of the night. Uh, I don't even know if it's a tournament play because somebody's going to beat so many people are going to be on it. Be more of a cash game play uh, for me. You know, I'm looking at the Mets and another team that we'll talk about uh, a little while for stacks. Yeah, even going as low in the batting order to Chirinos, Diaz. Of course, you got to get Bregman, Springer, Correa. The list goes on and on. Who is yeah, Chirinos is a good call. I like that. Okay, so we're going to write Chirinos down. Give me two other bats that you must have in the stack. From the Astros? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, do I, how, how obvious do I want to be here? Otherwise, I'm not going to sound like a fantasy expert. It's, uh, you know, you, 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 you have, can I stack all nine of them? Is it possible? But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think you could consider Josh Reddick and uh, Yuli Gurel as well. All right, there you go. The little lefty, lefty surprise right there from the king. We'll see. I'm going to say Springer. If it, if it works, that could make the difference in the tournament. It could. But if you leave out Springer Bregman because of it, that could also make the difference in the yeah. tournament. Yeah, well, 
you want Springer, you want you want Bregman, you want Brantley. Those are the three guys. It's like four four players make a stack, so you go Springer, Bregman, Brantley, Chirinos. Fun fact about Brantley, he has hit a home run off of Carpenter, so I like that call a lot from the King. And how What's, many at bats? Three at bats. Yeah, that doesn't matter. That's, That's too small one of a game. sample size. At least he has the confidence when he comes up to bat that he knows he's hit a home run off this guy in his yeah, lifetime. Yeah, bataverse pitcher. You're a DFS pro. You know not to pay attention to that. Let's keep the party going in a little battle of Florida. We got the Miami Marlins against the Tampa Bay Rays. Caleb Smith, Charlie Morton, two amazing pitchers. Are you going to are, are any hitters a viable option in this matchup? Probably not. This game's in Miami, right? It is in Miami. Yeah, so there'll be a 50 people there instead of 100, which would be a <laughs> bad uh, the, one, the one caveat for this game for me is Caleb Smith, people think he's going to be chalk because Tampa Bay is 19th in the major leagues in batting, but they are second best in the entire majors at not striking out. Would you actually pivot off Caleb Smith tonight because of that, Jeremy? I'm not going to say Caleb Smith is must start. I do like him to pitch a good game, but you're paying the price that he's going to be lights out. American League East, these guys know how to hit Garcia, Robertson, Pham. The list goes on. Meadows, I know we got that left. Actually, I would never play Meadows in that matchup. But regardless, Caleb Smith's not someone on my radar. Charlie Morton, on the other hand, I do like Morton's upside. The Marlins bats are guys that belong in the minor leagues at this point or like the retirement home with Martin Prado, Neil Walker, Curtis Granderson. These guys are at the end of their career. Morton can easily blow 10 strikeouts in this game. Yeah, could you imagine like Curtis Granderson, one of the nicest guys in all of baseball? I have to say this. I have to, I hate saying this. It's the same thing with Neil Walker. Like they stare into the lockers and say, I'm in Miami. It must be the end. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is likely the case. Let's keep the party going. We're in Atlanta now against the St. Louis Cardinals. We got Fulte on the mound, Jack Flaherty, two pitchers that have shown some good, but also a lot of bad. Are you taking any stacks in this game? No stacks. Stacks, because these pitchers scare me. You never know what going to get with them. either one any time out. But two guys I will consider, Colton Wong uh, on the road hitting 333 with 12 RBIs and 10 runs scored. And Dexter Fowler in 15 road, road games, 9 RBIs and 7 runs scored. Especially with the latter, I don't think is going to be wide, widely owned. What kind of game are you expecting from Flaherty tonight? Would you, would you use him, Jeremy? I'm a little scared of Flaherty because his fastball really can reach that high 90s, you know, 98. And the Braves offense, they did come to life this past weekend in Arizona. But at the same time, they're back home. Flaherty throws hard. He could hit his spots. If you want to, like, cherry pick here, you can go one team, like, just one Freddie Freeman by himself. I'm not going to say stack anyone else. Just put Freeman on a team and hope he gets that fastball over the middle that he can drill into the stands. All right. Always good with using Freddie Freeman, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pay the price that he better hit a home run or else. Freddie Free! Let's go to Minnesota. We got Kyle Gibson, who's been pitching out of his mind these last two starts against a hard-throwing Felix the Cat Pena. 
So let's just go straight into Gibson. The guy had 11 strikeouts in his last start against the Blue Jays, who, by the way, that was an excellent call on your part to not be afraid of that offense at all last week. And that proved to be the case. Even Lucas Giolito throwing a strong game against him. But back to this. Kyle Gibson, are you going to throw him in your lineup against the Angels? Only 7,700 on DraftKings. How could I not? Uh, underpriced here. 365 home ERA to boot. Uh, Kyle Gibson's almost chalk. He can really save nice money with Kyle Gibson and Wade Miley, uh, especially as those second pitchers on DraftKings uh, tonight. You know, and then maybe use one of them with Sale or or somebody like that. Uh, you know, on, on the other side, uh, you know, the Twins have been hitting well this year. Are you going to stack some Twins tonight, Jeremy? You got to take the chance that Pena is not going to be on his game because it's really when he is on his game. You better have them in one of those 25 cent GPPs. But as far as what twins to play, because Nelson Cruz is out. Marwin Gonzalez, he's got a nice upside. He hit a home run this past weekend. You got Kepler. You got Rosario Polanco. I think they're, I think I just answered my own question. What oh, do you think don't about forget Buxton either. You can, you're right, because LaCroix really cannot throw out a runner trying to steal a base of his life dependent on it. So that's a very good sleeper right there. Put Buxton in. How many stolen bases? I'm going to say two. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on that one. All right. So we got the Minnesota love. Let's take that Minnesota love to Kansas city. We got, why are we going to take Minnesota love to Kansas city? (laughs) Because we're traveling to Kansas city now where we got Danny Duffy on the mound hosting the Texas Rangers and Shelby Miller. Duffy looks like he's back on his game. He limited the Astros. He's hot. Is Duffy someone that you would consider against Texas? Duffy's momentum usually lasts for one game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to attack Shelby Wilt Miller and wait for it. A royal stack tonight. How about that? Yeah. Yes. A royal stack from the king. Alex Gordon, 319 with 15 RBIs and 19 runs scored at home. Hunter Dozier hitting 216 with 10 RBIs and eight walks at home. Alberto Mondesi, 315 with 18 RBIs, 15 runs scored, and 11 steals. Alberto Mondesi at home. Alberto Mondesi must start tonight. Must start. I love that call. He's been running wild. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Shelby Miller, he's been he's been vulnerable. There's really no reason to play him. But let's talk about the Texas bats. If there's anyone on that side, you got the lefty that kind of negates Joey Gallo at most, you know, throughout his career against lefties. Sinchu Chu, Odor, what what Ranger hitters do you like? Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Duffy. It'd be very, it'd be very contrarian uh to to uh you know place play gallo like you said there so you know that's uh that's uh, that's something I'll, I'll i'll probably avoid tonight uh you know taking a look at at some of the other the other texas bats so odor has been terrible he's just been awful this year it's 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 hard to find a, a texas bat that i uh, that i really like this i don't think i could be doing a stack here uh as Drupal Cabrera, though, I always like. So I think I got to give him a shot. Uh, I can't just look at it. Noma Mazzara is somebody else that I'll certainly consider. Uh, Danny Santana. And how about maybe saving a little money with Hunter Pence, who's uh, been very hot lately? 
Yeah, when you go through these guys, I don't really see feel the passion that you felt on that Kansas no, I City. Could, I couldn't feel back. I couldn't feel the passion. Yeah, well, it's out. Yeah, it's out. It's out. However, yeah. I will say this: you mentioned Odor. I I like Odor a lot. I feel twenty five home runs is in the bank this season for him. When the matchups right, are they gonna are they gonna add extra games at the end of the season? <laughs> Just do me a favor. When you play Daily Fantasy next and Odor is facing a weak righty, throw him throw him on a team for me. All right. You know what? That's the way you got to win tournaments. So, you know, this, this is a DFS pro. Listen to what he's saying. Let's go to Arizona. We got Luke Weaver on the mound, who's proven to be an excellent addition to that pitching staff. Going up against the Pirates, who are not a scary hitting team, with Joe Musgrove on the mound. Sounds like we got two good pitches, but let's focus more on Weaver. Is Weaver at the top of your list as a must-start this tonight? Yeah, it's only 8,000 on DraftKings. You could have Weaver and Gibson and really spend up for some hitting here. Uh, uh, Luke Weaver going against Pittsburgh. They ranked 28th on offense. He's got a 227 ERA in night game. So I like Luke Weaver a lot tonight. Uh, Joe Musco is only 7,300, but that's a tough matchup, Jeremy, when you talk about going against Arizona on the road. Yeah, I will say this, though. He, Musgrove did pitch. Actually, he got blown up in his last start. But what you can do if you're playing those 25-cent GPPs, stack up the beginning of that Arizona lineup, you know, Dyson, Escobar, Jones, Peralta, maybe throwing one with Walker, one with Marte. And then just do a team with Musgrove and take out all those Arizona Dimebacks as Musgrove really can have, you know, a solid start that will put you on an island of its own as far as saving money. Toronto Blue Jays at San Francisco Giants, another interleague game. We got the Beanie Baby on the mound, Tyler, against Trent Thornton and the Blue Jays. Thornton, he showed at the beginning of the year that he can be a solid pitcher. This is not a bad matchup. What's your thoughts on Thornton for tonight? I'm totally avoiding this game because you have two guys who can't pitch against two teams that can't hit. It's I don't know what's going to happen here. It's Trent Thornton's going to throw a shutout or he could give up 10 runs. Uh, you know, beating it's just, it's the same thing. This is this is a total game to avoid. This is totally unpredictable because there's not a lot of hitters that you like here either. You know, maybe you know maybe a little bit of. Uh, Maybe a little Steven Duggar, I don't know, Brandon Belt, you give him a little bit of a shot. Pablo Sandoval's been hitting a lot, a little bit. He's been a lineup, and Freddie Galvis always has a chance, but you know, maybe a punt player too from this game, but I don't like it. Yeah, I'm with you. This game just feels like the Blue Jays are going to be out of their element from the very first pitch. Like them in San Francisco, they would have never thought in a million years that that would happen. Blue Jays aren't hitting like you said. Giants really never have been able to hit except for that one series against the Reds last weekend. I'm with you. Just completely avoid this game. Avoid these pitchers. Let's keep the party going to the city of love. I don't know if anyone else calls that, but we're in Los Angeles. We got Clayton Kershaw on the mound against the hottest young pitcher in baseball. And Chris Pat. Let's just start with the obvious. Clayton Kershaw, he's a legend. He's looked nice this season. He's against the Padres. Do you have to do you have to do it? Do you have to play him? You don't have to. I mean, when you look at guys like Luke Weaver, uh, it's a chalky play. Maybe you could go Kershaw. If you're gonna run multiple lineups, you, you can go Kershaw and Miley in one or Kershaw and Gibson in one. Uh with Paddock, 
you you love what he's done so far, and you know he's still new to the league. But the Dodgers are they have the National League's best up best uh, best lineup. So I think it's dicey to use Chris Paddock tonight. I'd probably pivot pivot off of Chris Paddock. Kershaw against the Padres at home. I think you have to do it. Yeah, the Kershaw matchup just sounds too good because in season-long leagues, this is why you draft Kershaw with such a high pick is because of his home matchups against the Padres. Uh, any bats that come to mind? Jock Peterson's been on fire. Does he hit Bellinger? Do you throw those two guys on any lineups? Nah, I'm pretty much avoiding hitters from this lineup tonight. The pitching's too good from this game. Yeah, because you're, you're going to be paying a heavy price tag for those guys and not – on your side for guarantee in this one. No, no, no. All right. Last game of the night, American league West battle, the Seattle Mariners against Oakland athletics, Mike leak on the mound, who I believe has given up the most home runs in baseball. If I'm not mistaken against Brett Anderson, two pitchers. I've really been struggling. What, how do you feel about a late night sleeper stack to crawl from the bottom of the standings to the top with these two teams? The problem is here, especially with Mike Leake, every time people think that he's chalk, he pitches better than expected. He scares the crap out of me. Uh, you know, that 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 said, uh, you got to go with Chris Davis here and uh, Matt Olson and maybe even Jerickson Profar. Uh, Matt Olson's only 3800 You have to like some of the pricing here. Uh, even if it's righty on righty, Stephen Piscotti's only 3600 I like the Chris Davis call, the Olsen with the little lefty-righty split. That looks really good on paper. But let's focus on Chris Davis. He's been struggling mightily this season, to say the least. What about this matchup makes you excited for him? Just at the top, you talked about how many home runs that, that uh, Mike Leake is giving up. Has Chris Davis really struggled that badly? Are we, we, we talking about, we're talking about the Baltimore or the Oakland Chris Davis here. Uh, you know, the, I think you got your Chris Davis is confused. Actually the Baltimore Chris Davis is hotter than the Oakland Chris Davis. Well, he is hitting 208. So I see what you mean, uh, but he's still got 10 home run. He's, he's still got, he's still got the power there. He's still, he's hitting 235 over the last 30 days. He's hitting 208. But uh, the power's still there. He's still got, still got 10 home runs. He's doing what Chris Davis does, though. Hit 240, hit 40 homers. Yeah, Chris Davis is a streaky guy, both of them in this case. And the Baltimore Chris Davis with two home runs this past weekend. We'll see if he can carry that momentum forward. Well, that was whipping around the infield. Let's just go straight into Beast or Bust. It's Beaster Bust, a rapid fire. Would you start this guy in daily fantasy? King, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. We're going to go straight into the action. Okay, so you said yes, I'm ready. First up, we got the power hitting right-handed Domingo Santana against the lefty Brett Anderson. Beast or bust? I'm going to say beast. Uh, 4,800, I think he's kind of worth it. Um, Brett, Brett uh, if, you, if you're going to take a guy in this game on the Seattle side, I think it has to be Domingo Santana who could take anybody yard the way he's playing. Okay. I like, I like the Santana call. He's definitely capable. You are paying a price tag and there really wasn't an outfielder besides Springer. I mean, if you're deciding between Springer and Santana, I'm going Springer. How are you going in yeah, that one? Yeah, me too. I'm going Springer. You got to love that Astro stack tonight. Yeah, no doubt about that. Beast or bust. 
He hit a home run this weekend. Maybe he's showing life. The first baseman for the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt against Fulte. Beast or bust? I'm going to go beast. You know, Fulton Everett's just haven't had it since he's come back off the DL. And Goldschmidt is streaky and he's starting to heat up again. Okay, I like the call. I'm going to go bust because I'm not going to pay up that much for him. He's definitely capable, but I'm not in love with that matchup. Fulton's going to get together sooner than later. It could definitely be this home start with the sleeper. Next up for beast or bust. He also hit a home run this past weekend. The first baseman for the Minnesota Twins, C.J. Cron. Yeah, I, I like C.J. Cron. He's, he's one of my favorites, actually. Uh, I'm, if you're going to use some Twins here and run a Twin stack, I have you have to go with C.J. Cron. So another beast for me. Yeah, I'm going to say beast as well for Cron. Against his old team as well in the Angels, you know that's got to get him pumped up. They got rid of him. Do you think that was a good move on their franchise's part? Nope. I think CJ Crone's been underrated and mistreated. But you got to love the Albert Pujols love. <laughs> uh, that, well, uh, Albert Pujols want to live 200 with 18 home runs. <laughs> Let's keep the party going. We're going with the hot lefty in Pittsburgh, Gregory Polanco against Luke Weaver. Beast or bust? Bust. Weaver's been pitching too good. He'll, he'll cool him off. I'm with you. That is a very tough matchup. And also, Lifetime, Polanco's one for 12 against Weaver. So if you want that miracle on ice, that might not be it. Last but not least for Beast or Bust, he wasn't the highest paid player in baseball this season, but he was the second highest paid player in baseball this season. Manny Machado against Clayton Kershaw, beast or bust? I'm going to say bust. Uh, Manny's had his ups and downs. Still adjusting to playing in the National League. Uh, I think Kershaw's having a really good game tonight. You make a good point about adjusting to the National League, but he is playing in Dodger Stadium. So. That's true. That's true. You know, I just thought of that. He likes – He, you know what? I stand corrected by the DFS pro here, and that's why he's here. That's why Jeremy is here. Because, uh, you know, he's, he's done some of his best work against the Dodgers. He would nothing, I'd like nothing better to do than take Kershaw deep. He's probably watching extra film on him in the clubhouse as we speak. Uh, I'm going I'm to say, uh, say Machado is beast. I'm going to agree with you on the beast. And I, Yasiel Puig, remember his first game back against the Dodgers, well, against Kershaw when he hit that huge home run earlier this year. I'm liking that little revenge call as well. Well, that is the end of our show. Thank you for being with us on the Win Daily DFS podcast. Thank you so much, Scott, the king, for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you again to our guest, the king. We will be back with another episode of Win Daily tomorrow. And don't forget, you can get the Win Daily book on Amazon for 99 cents by Jason Mezrahi. I'm Muncher Domus. Beast.